from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So if you just put a cow and you put a bison there in a pen, does nature just take its course and you end up with oh, a beefalo? No. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, the, the amount of genetic engineering here and, and selection is, is rather uh, intense because they found that that magic number is 37.5% bison and the rest being cattle. Do a little olive oil spray, a little salt and pepper, and put it on the grill. And she said, you know, nature made bison as a really good animal. Why would you mess with it? I'm Sarah Fenske. What's for dinner? Well, for some American families, the answer is beefalo, a cross between bison and cattle. St. Louis Public Radio Rolla correspondent Jonathan All recently talked to some beefalo fans in Rolla. Carl and Vicki Gustavuson explained why they like beefalo. It's a bit leaner, so I think it's more healthy for us. Tastes good, and we just feel like it's better for us. How, how do you like to prepare it? Oh, various ways. I buy roasts and I buy ground beef. Steaks? Steaks. We sometimes cook it in the crock pot, a roast, and uh, it comes up nice and tender every time. And uh, the uh, ground beef, I mean, everything, tacos, spaghetti, all that stuff. Anything you do, Anything. normally use your ground beef for, just because it's beefalo doesn't mean you can't use it every way that you use ground beef. I think there's a little different in texture. That's probably the main thing. As far as taste, I'm not discriminating, because usually I'll have a sauce or it'll be in a taco or something like that. But I think there's a different texture. I think it has a nicer texture, meatier, <laughs> as it would be. So those are some local beefalo fans. Jonathan All also visited with some Missouri beefalo producers, and he tried this meat for himself. And he joins us now with the scoop. Jonathan All, welcome. Good to be here, Sarah. Thanks. So, Jonathan, we've all had beef, and I'm sure many of us have had bison. What's the idea behind combining the two? Well, bison is an incredibly lean meat. And the problem with bison is that they're wild animals. They are not domesticated in any way. So to try to raise them for meat production is kind of a challenge because you're raising wild animals. So it's it's difficult. So the idea behind beefalo was to take what they, there's one of their slogans that they use is the leanness from the buffalo, but breed out the meanness so that they're more docile animals. They're easier to, uh, to raise, to farm, to grow, uh, to then uh, bring to slaughter for meat. So that's the, the concept behind it. So you still get a much leaner uh, cut of meat, but it's in an animal that's a lot easier to raise than a, than a bison. So if you just put a cow and you put a bison there in a pen, does nature just take its course and you end up with oh, a beefalo? No. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, the, the amount of genetic engineering here and, and selection is, is rather uh, intense because they found that that magic number is 37.5% bison and the rest being cattle. So when the breeders do this, they are uh, setting, they are doing it 
artificially to make sure that that uh, what they end up producing for for slaughter ends up being right there in that 37 and, and a half percent more it's a little too mean less not you know not as lean so that's what they're going for is that exact percentage so I understand they they kind of cracked the code on this uh, decades ago what what's held this back from wider adoption well, first of all, people don't know about it. I mean, I didn't know about it until I happened upon the stand at the Rolla Farmers Market. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, our food systems have kind of gotten to a point where it's set up a certain way and trying to do anything different is very difficult. Most people who choose to eat meat buy that meat at a supermarket and the supermarkets get it from big producers and wholesalers. And so trying to get anything different and unique into that pipeline where most people buy food is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why beefalo, it, it has the same fate as a lot of specialty foods is that you can get it online or at a farmer's market, but you can't get it at your big box store or your grocery store. So you talked to some producers uh, working with this here in Missouri. You also talked to the American Beefalo Association. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to change that? Very much so. But step one is to be a bigger part of the niche market. Because if you go to farmer's markets, uh, it's pretty typical for there to be, especially uh, in, in Missouri, it's pretty typical for there to be a couple of different people who are selling beef and pork. But trying to find someone that's selling beefalo is a lot harder. So what they're trying to do is get more breeders interested in beefalo and then get those breeders to start selling it more. So they see this as a very long-term process, but they do think that they have a superior product, and they think that if they can get it into on breeders' radar and on customers' radar, that it'll end up on more plates. And so the farmers that you talk to, I mean, do they find this is as it's promised, this, this works out for them to have these beefalo? Yes, but... They're also very biased because they love them and they think they're, it's great. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, pulling the church choir on their faith level. But, yes, they, are, they think that what they have is wonderful. They say that, uh, that they, they have a, a better cut of meat and they say that, that the animals are incredibly docile and very easy to manage and to raise. So we heard from someone on Twitter this morning who said they, quote, rightly oppose genetic whoring for profit. I hope I'm allowed yeah. to say that word on the air. Uh, well, you just the, did. So I just did. Too late now. Uh, what are the criticisms of this whole beefalo movement? Well, okay, two things. First of all, the, one of the arguments about beefalo is that it's a leaner meat. And I would be remiss if I didn't say people who are vegetarian or vegan would say, you know what's even leaner and more healthy <laughs> than beefalo? No meat at all. Yeah. So that, that is one argument that's out there. The other thing is I, I talked to uh, someone who raises bison in Iowa, and she said, you know, nature made bison as a really good animal. Why would you mess with it? So if you want that really lean meat, just buy bison. So bison producers say there's no need to try to make these animals more docile. You can raise bison and you can eat their meat. So let's just do that and not kind of create this, what they call like a Frankenstein monster of an animal. Hmm. So this all comes down to uh, the taste test. You Mm -hmm. tried beefalo. What did. did you think of it? I thought it was very good. Um, I bought a flank steak, um, and I prepared it a way another of the people that I talked to in Rolla suggested, which was just do a little olive oil spray, a little salt and pepper, and put it on the grill. So uh, my wife and I grilled out uh, a beefalo flank steak, 
cut it nice and thin, and we thought it was very tasty and very good. Um, is it demonstratively more tasty than beef? Well, I mean, that's very subjective, but I liked it. I would get it again. Would you pay more for it? You know, I think sometimes, I, you know, I think that I, I go to the farmer's market, uh, you know, in Rala on a somewhat regular basis. And when we're there, we know we're going to pay more for some of the food. But when we when we can and when we think it's worth it, we would. So would I get beefalo again? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I can afford to have it be, you know, the primary meat that I eat. But it, it's definitely something that we would get again. So a new addition to the all-family menu. Jonathan, I have to ask, <laughs> you've now done so much research into the beefalo. You're able to point to some famous beefaloes. Can you tell us about a beefalo in the news? Okay, the f- most famous beefalo is Buddy the Beefalo, and this happened in 2020. Uh, he escaped off a truck that was at a slaughterhouse in Connecticut. He roamed through New England for months. There were sightings of him. There were wildlife cams that got him. They finally caught Buddy the Beefalo, but by then he'd kind of become a TV and Internet sensation in the Northeast. And instead of going back to the slaughterhouse, they sent him to a nature preserve in Florida where he is living happily, we are told. So a beefalo, happy ending. I love it. (laughs) Much more so than the ones that end up on the plate. And in your stomach. (laughs) I might be happier with that outcome. There you go. It's it's like, who's happy here? (laughs) This worked out fine for you. St. Louis Public Radio Rolla correspondent Jonathan All, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.